and hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. So tonight, I have Alex, I have Rossi here, and myself. This is actually the first time since we actually did our Lost Boys review. And it's just an honor to have all three of us here talking about the Goonies, talking about this nostalgic movie. I can't wait to get into it with everybody. Go on ahead, get your favorite person, sit down, and ride your bicycles down to where uh, the Goonies are going to be right now. So, without further ado, let's do it. Uh, we're going to be deep diving into the Goonies' quest for one-eyed Willie's treasure and discussing the iconic moments that made this film an unforgettable part of the 1980s nostalgia. So grab your treasure maps, put on your coupled shuffle, and join us for the extravagating audio adventure in the town of Austria. Astoria. 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 I was like, Austria. What? What the Arnold hell? Arnold Schwarzenegger's here. Did I watch another wrong film? Did I? <laughs> Where is one? I really. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Sorry. too, uh, also with a handful of kids who call themselves the Goonies. Why? No one knows. It's just something that they, they call themselves. Don't judge. There's a not a lot going on in Astoria. But there is always the Goonies, and the Goonies never say die. So, guys, my question is for you. What was the first time that you've seen the Goonies? I Ooh. saw the Goonies, um, gosh, went probably a year after it came out. So I was probably in middle school or, yeah, it's probably in middle school when it came out. And it was awesome. I couldn't wait to see it. I remember a Cindy Lauper video that came out for it and was really excited and seeing the clips. And... I just, I, it was a movie that every, every kid wanted to see, even adults. So, yeah. Oh, let's see. I was, I want to say seven years old, 2000, I think, year 2000, oh, I was oh, seven awesome. or eight. Uh, my parents put it on for me and they're like, oh, you'll like this movie. It's about kids <laughs> going on adventures. And I'm like, I'm a kid and I like adventures. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, that's that's pretty much all I need for my movies back then, right? And I, yeah, that that was an enjoyable experience. It was it's it's like one of those movies that transcends time. Yes, like you can you can watch it now, and it still it still holds up. Most right. definitely, man. Like, okay, the very first time that I got introduced to the world of the Goonies, my mom had a VHS tape. She recorded it for me on TV. Thought, hey. You know what? My son might enjoy this. And she was right. I did enjoy this. I loved the whole entire treasure hunt. I loved looking for one-eyed Willie's yes. uh, treasure. I remember all that stuff. Yes. And also Cindy Lauper's lovely video that I really love. Yeah, all the right. time. But, you know, there's something just nostalgic of just watching the Cindy Lauper video and then realizing how it connects over into the Goonies and, yes. and like, you know what? I'm a Goonie now. Right, right, right. Yeah, seeing the, um, you know, I thought it was, I, I love the fact that um, when they're in their living room and they're um, talking about this, what's going on, you know, with, with the parents lose, possibly losing a home and you see all the kids together and you, in the backdrop on the TV, you see the Cindy Lauper uh, video plan, you know, from the, the Goonies movie. So I love uh, that they did that at that time. Um, I do want to mention that we have Sean Austin who played Mikey 
Um, we have Josh Brolin, who played, uh, what is it, Brand, and uh, Jeff Cohen played Chunk, and Corey Feldman, of course, played Mouth, Carrie Green played Andy, Martha Pittman played Steph, and Ki Hai Kwan played Data. Those are our major players, and um, and they were great together. So great. Yeah, you and really fantastic. thought they were friends, like for real. I only just real, like recently realized that Sean Austin, um, that that Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Like, like I knew, I knew he. I did. I, I. It just took me a minute. It took me not a minute. It took me most of my life <laughs> to real to like connect. Like, oh wait a minute. Oh, that's Sam. Right. Good old Sam. <laughs> Look at you on adventures. <laughs> right. It took me right. a while though too for that one, but it even took me longer to realize Bran is the same guy who played uh, Josh Brolin was actually the same guy that played in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm like that don't even look like the same dude, right? Beyond or that even even Chunk that Chunk grew up to be like this handsome or you know young man Jeff Cohen like you forget you don't know that it's him you know, until you see the names and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the kid from the Goonies. But everyone went off and did something great. But them at that time, you know, um, they were, I, I remember they were, um, they did a lot of films. I remember uh, seeing Sean Astin in commercials. Uh, I think like he did a lot of um, serial commercials and stuff like that. And of course the Feldman, you know, Corey Feldman ended up being the better half of, you know, the other, what was it, uh, Corey Haim. So, you know, they, but that movie at that time, it was just, it was so good. And when it came on and you got to see uh, Dada's little, the, the house that was rigged with the, you know, the bowling ball that goes down to open up the gate, things like that was just a lot of, a lot of fun. And I remember being excited about that because you know, it's going to be an adventure and just where they shot in Astoria, everything was perfect. I mean, um, Steven Spielberg did a great job. Absolutely. Open up with our main plot. During lunchtime at the Platsop County Jail, Jake Vitelli tricks a prison guard into believing he's committed suicide before knocking the guard unconscious and leaving the cell after leaving as he was using a counterweight beam behind. This, to me, was the was just eye-opening because right out of the gate, we actually have some action going on. Right. I like how it opens up into the prison where you see the back of the prison guard. He's going into the uh, where Jake is. Jake has a suicide note going, you're schmuck. Really thought I would actually kill myself. And then all of a sudden he winds up knocking the guard out. He winds up knocking out. And then we also have, of course, uh, Joey Pants uh, taking the the gasoline and pouring it around. And then, of course, the guards are trapped over there. Then you have the, the iconic chase scene. Right. And I just want to point this out. The prison guards must be in a Monopoly-sized jail cell. <laughs> because the fact that how small the jail cell actually is, is like, okay, well, let me just grab my jacket real quick, Bob. Okay, not a problem. Let me, because I need that because it's 5 o'clock in the morning, so therefore I need my jacket. Okay, not a problem. And by, by the time they're out, there's already a blaze of fire going up. And then you also have Jake and them. And I like how Jake is arguing with Joey Pants. It's like, hey, look. Open the door. No, let go of the handle. Like, and they're having that back and forth banter. That right. was hilarious. Right. I thought it was great how like 
the chase that chasing like also just introduces each of the the goonies as they're just driving through and the goonies are like what the heck is happening right. you know right. i was like oh that's that's a cool way to show us these characters is that right. I, I like that's a pretty nice transition a great choice by steven spielberg in my opinion i thought that was cool um i did i do laugh at like old 80s movies whenever they like have someone get knocked out because it's always like just like just one little thump in the back back of the neck and i feel like if someone were to do that and realize just like what the fuck did you just right right (laughs) it's so easy just to knock somebody out yeah it was such a cartoon yeah you know it was a cartoon like i feel like it's much more difficult to knock someone out and and it's either like you knock them out or they die. Like there's no in right. Is it? It just always makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, just a little thump in the back of the neck that does it. I like how because I like how he 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 introduced that slapstick comedy, you know, and that was a you know a lot that was going on in there with the with uh, Jake and Francis, you know, the two of them together was like um, the 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 three Stooges, you know, including yeah. a mom, you know. So I like the, the way that he did that. It it was. It was funny those characters, but the the different um, personalities with with the kids from Mikey, you know, um, who's is super sensitive and just really wants to save his parents' house, and then you have Data, who is just this funny, super intelligent, smart kid that would make the most the coolest inventions, you know, the the oil coming out of his shoes, like everything that he had was perfect for an adventure. And to and to know that they had been doing this before, like this wasn't the first adventure that they went on. It just, it was always a bust, you yeah. know? So to finally find a map and and Chunk, you know, doing the what the truffle shuffle, you know, which Apple is the most famous, yeah. I mean, the famous mm-hmm. part of, of the Goonies is of course, you remember that, but you really enjoy all of the characters, and when they introduced the, the two young ladies, who I think both played in a, a movie called Lucas. I know Andy yep, played in. Andy Lucas. did. Yeah, which was really good, and that was actually with with the 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 Haim Corey Haim was in that one because he played Lucas, um, and that was around that time. But anyways, you you know the characters from that time period. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But introducing the girls the way that they introduced the girls and into them becoming Goonies, it was just I. I really enjoy this this film. I've watched this film so many times, and every time I watch it, it's funny. I can't I can't walk away, even though I know how it's going to end. It's just, it's a really good film, and the adventure was so so fun. I mean, as an actor, you would want something like that, a movie like that, to be involved yeah. in. I mean, that's exactly. that's what you want as far as acting. You know, that movie is why you know I also became an actress. Was you know that that movie. Yeah, and you know what else though too every so long you put this movie on you always find something new with it yes. and I discovered mm-hmm. something new right. when watching it Yes. now that I'm older Yeah. I'm able to dis- I discovered a few new things I didn't right. know about I'll get to that in a little bit Right. but you're right though you guys are right because introducing these characters the way they introduce these characters for that high speed chase mm-hmm. you actually get a context of who these characters are and we actually feel like we're a goonie ourselves as a matter of fact I relate to Chunk because of the okay. fact I was a fat kid. Okay. Uh, as a, everybody's a fat kid whenever they're little. Right, around that but, age. But, you know, number one, I was clumsy. I like to eat. I like pizza. And also, too, the scene where you see Chunk take his hand to glass. 
Yeah. You know, he's actually covering up a McDonald's sign in the reflection so that way they didn't get fined or anything. No. No. So he's actually covering up a McDonald's sign so that way they wouldn't get fined. And I just thought that was hilarious because it just adds to the character because he's clumsy. And you see Vitelli's actually going, and then of course he sees the gunshots, and then you see Mal over there helping his dad with the plumbing. The the water goes up and splashes him inside the on his face and at first he, he thought it was the high-speed chase on his tv and his dad goes can you lower that so he lowers it and then he realizes what's going on so they're bad in the tv he goes eh, okay just us the tv and like you said there's also that one that scene where we see data and i always like that whole entire 007 vibe that he right. gave us yes, absolutely too. absolutely from yeah, a kid's yeah. perspective and and something a kid could could possibly build i mean you know um, exactly. There is another uh, part where they're in the um, they're in the cave, and um, uh, the, the chunk accidentally calls Josh by his 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 real name, Josh, instead of calling him Brand. And I, um, I didn't notice yes, that. Yeah, that's one of the fun facts. And there's another <clears> fun <throat> fact where when um, Chunk is calling uh, the police and and telling them about uh, you know there's you got to come here and help us out, whatever. The police officer is on the phone saying, oh, like when you did this and you said this had happened and when you said this was going to happen. And then he also mentions the movie Gremlins, but he doesn't say Gremlins. He says, or that, or when you told me that if I pour water on these creatures, they're going to double and there's going to, I, I never, I never caught that. The, me either. That's some of the new things I was mentioning. I, yeah. I never caught yeah. it until this time. And I, I remember pausing it and rewinding. I'm like, oh my gosh, how funny. They're talking about the Gremlins. So I, I, that was another Easter egg. And there's a lot of Easter eggs um, in, in this film, you know, like you talked yeah. about, you know, John, with um, whatever you brought up that I can't remember right now. But anyways, yeah. With, um, with the chunk covering up the McDonald's. Logo the McDonald's, the yes. Yes, that him uh-huh. calling Josh, Josh instead of Brand, you know, not catching that, you know, uh, the TV guy referring to the Gremlins and, and uh, it's some other stuff that we'll get into later. Yeah, but the sheriff, yeah. Yeah. Frank Hall. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into yeah. that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. You. Uh, but yeah, then facing foreclosure of their homes in the Goondocks area of Astoria, who expanding country club, Michael Mikey Walsh, tries to indulging himself into preferring the move as his older brother, Brandon Brand Walsh. Uh, while Brandon Walsh uh, works out, the rest of the Mike, Mikey's friends, the Killer Goonies start showing up at their house. First, Bart Mouth uh, arrives and teases Brand for falling for failing his driver's test. Now, this is something that I really have to laugh my ass off on. Hey, Mikey, what's going on? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> kind of sounds like Raphael from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hey, Mikey, what's right. going Mikey. on? Right. I, can, I can picture the voice. I just can't do it. I want to be right. <laughs> And then I also like how because well we would have had a great summer if it wasn't for your brother over here feeling his uh, test. Then you should see where uh, Brand winds up trying to hit him, and he and then I like how quickly Mouth actually ducks to, right. to avoid the hit. That was actually funny. Um, so the introduction of Mouth, he's the first one to show up on the side right. door. I like how every single one of these characters have their own way of coming into yes. the house. Yes. Yeah. But I'll let you guys talk about some of the other, how the other characters come into the house. Um, let's see. Well, we know that that chunk comes in with, with the truffle shuffle. And we know that um, 
Um, what data was already there? I don't I don't remember how he comes in, but you you oh you, data you, go ahead. data actually glides glides in. Remember, okay. he has okay. like the Mission Impossible with the right. low seven music, and he right. glides into the house right. from the side uh, from another direction. Right. So everybody has their own entrances, Every, yeah. and then. And I would I like kick how, that out the house. I'm like, hell, what are you doing too much? Walk like, <laughs> in like you making a damn mess in my house. <laughs> Every day with you. The like, house, what's the, the deal? The house kind of reminds me of um the remember Pippi Longstocking back in the okay. Remember that her house was they kind of did her house like the Goonies house, where it was a bunch of traps and just uh, a way to get into the front yard and and you know it it was kind of like that as well and that reminded me of the whole Pippi Longstocking uh, house but um, I, I like I didn't think about that yeah it really it really does but um I I do like the the plot of basically you know mom and dad and 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 other neighbors in that area are getting ready to lose their house and be foreclosed on um, because obviously they want to build this you know golf course and this country club and all that and how it really affects um, Mikey, how Mikey wants to keep them all together. And, you know, Goonies never die, just them being the Goonies and finding that treasure map and um, and them making fun of him about, you know, we're not gonna do this again. You know, um, it, it, it is what it is. And his focus is no, th this this map is real. And we got it, we got to figure this out because they're all about to lose their homes within within days or or, or a week or so. So yeah. right. I like the it's excite the excitement of this adventure and what they're getting ready to do. It's yeah. Me too. It's setting the tone for what we're in store yes. for with that mm. adventure. Yes. And also too, the other thing I want to mention is this. I like how Chunk does the shuffle, but also too, it seems like a little bit of an inside joke, right? Because right. everybody is there. Um, Dad is actually the last one to arrive. Okay, but it seemed like okay. Well, Melt did it, and so did um. So that must be the it way, and then I have to enter too. Mm -hmm. So he does the shuffle. It must be an inside joke between the Goonies, and I like <laughs> how they have the uh, gate rigged up where the bowling right. ball opens, and then he's allowed to enter. But right. as the three, as they are all there now, I like how the mother comes into the house yeah. for Rosalita, and I don't know why. I just now noticed this. But why does Mikey's mom hire a maid when they are going to be tearing down the house the next day? She said, yeah, I want the house to be... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I never That's really... It, yeah, I never thought about that. Why would why do you, you do that? Why do you have a maid if your house is about to be foreclosed? Right. When did you cut back? Demolish. Yeah. I, yeah, demolish. Yeah, I never, never even hit me. Yeah, because Went she said, I want head. the house to be nice whenever they demolish it. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, like, must be hooking homegirl up with some work, I guess. I, I guess so. I, I guess so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the mom coming in, you guys made a mess, you know, all this stuff. And, and uh, and you know, the brother who she calls Mikey, and he's like, mom is Bran, um, letting him know he's responsible for the kids. She's got things to do. And you know, uh, Bran wasn't going to let them, you know, leave. He didn't want to be grounded. You know, he, he, he just, he just failed his driver's test. So he's not trying to spend, you know, uh, whatever time of year it is in the house, not the summertime, it's the fall time, winter time. But anyways, um, they tie him up in that chair and, <laughs> um, you know, and I thought <laughs> just, I mean, you know, looking at it now, but just he could have got out of it, but you know, 
that, that they, well, uh, that I mean, you know, to me, I don't think he could have. I, I, you don't think he could have got out of it? Not with that, because it kind of wraps around. It's like a steel kind of thing. It's not like a destruction course like we have today. Okay. So it was one of those, I could say, yeah, but with that, it was totally different. Okay. I don't think, I don't think that's just me thinking. Well, I um, thought it was funny that they used that to tie them up too. and yeah. then go get on their bikes and uh, go on their, their adventure, you know? So, and uh, him finally getting out of that and, you know, I, the flatten his new brand new tires that he worked very hard to get on his bike and uh, put, you know, takes a little girl off her bike and gets on the bike. That's right. Yeah. With the training wheels on it. <laughs> And he's he getting was, it like he's he was getting hauling. it, right? right? Uh, he was getting at it. Though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I totally get done. it. I totally get it. I would be hot if a bunch of little kids tied me up in a chair and it's just like, all right, we're gonna go put ourselves in danger now. <laughs> <laughs> You're responsible for this if we die. We're gonna save the the neighborhood, you know. So yeah. yeah. But another thing, though, too, that I, I, just to uh, rewind back a little bit with Rosalita yeah. with Mouth, and then also, too, when Chunk and them break the statue. Right. Out of right. the house. Yeah. Okay. So I like how you have ch- you have several things going on at one yes. time. You have yes. Mouth going upstairs, talking to Rosalita. The marijuana goes into the top drug. Right. Cocaine and speed in the second. The heroin in the second drug always se- separates the drugs. Because... <laughs> Attic never go up there. It's filled with Mr. Wallace's sexual torture devices. Right. And then if you have a bad job, you'll be if you do a bad job, you'll be locked up with the cockroaches for two weeks, for two weeks without food or water. Right. And then uh then after that you have downstairs where Mikey and all them are goofing off, and Chunk accidentally knocks over her the mother's favorite statue, which right. happens to be a naked great god that's how i actually put it like a greek god statue right and the penis breaks off of it yeah. <laughs> and he goes my mom's favorite piece and i like how mouth about this before he goes up with rosalita but he goes well you wouldn't be here if it wasn't right right <laughs> right I, I liked his character he was really funny and only he could play only Corey feltman could play that part i mean because yeah uh, Corey feltman was just a different type of actor and a different type of kid obviously stand by me so you know, he he was he was cast for that part, and he's really funny. So yeah, I I, I like mouth. And then you also cool. know, I'm sorry, mouth was <laughs> he was always my favorite. He was just so cool to me. Right, right. I'm like I wanted to be like him. Like right. I, and then and then data second, I wanted to be like. Oh, data, data was awesome. Yeah, I was like, I want to be able to build stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just Make looking sure. at all the the junk around my house, and I'm just like. I can't do a damn thing with any of this. <laughs> guess I, I guess I got to be like mouth. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also too, up in the attic, I know we talked about this a little bit, but they discovered mm-hmm. the pirate memorabilia and artifacts while trying to use his friends from ruining all of it despite being uh, with the clap of thunder. Mikey curiously discovers a dusty old brain map written in Spanish in his and has Chunk break the glass. And of course, Chunk is clumsy. And so he was like, okay, well, five, four, three. Okay, he broke it. Um, so Chunk breaks the glass. 
in a flip frame. It was stored inside. When Bran attributes to it to be one-eyed Willie, a local and famous pirate despite Mikey recalls a story told by his father right. about Willie. The story goes the one-eyed Willie stole treasure and had an armada sent after him by the British king. There was a large war between the armada and the Inferno and Willie eventually fleeing. He moved his ship into his cave but ended up trapped after the armada blew up in the, in the cave walls around him, giving him his crew and his ship in while being trapped in the cave for multiple years. They t- dug tunnels and caves and crafted booby traps, and Willie eventually kills all of his crew as preparation to protect the treasure. Well, nobody believes the story at first. I like how Chunk goes, well, if it didn't happen, then how did we get the story? How did we get the map? What's going right. on here? So I right. like how they laid out that foundation. Uh-huh. And how but, Mikey really believed in what is, because his dad had told him the stories, you know? And Mikey really believed, you know, what his dad, you know, what his dad told him about, you know, one eyed Willie and the, the stories. And I remember he gets offended that one of the kids, you know, make fun of, make fun of him or what his dad says. And he's like, my dad would never lie to me, you know. Right. So he would, he really, he really, really believed like this is the map, this is it. And you know, they take the little, the little stuff. And and um, I like, I like the first when you get to the point where you realize, oh my gosh, I think this map is real. When they ride their bikes and they go on it, the, they walk up, uh, uh, you know, on the mountain, you know, by the beach, and uh, he holds up, you know, the little thing that he has. Um, it looks like a compass or whatever, and the mountains line up. And at that point, I'm even excited. I think the audience is excited because, oh my gosh, it's real, and the excitement of he's on to something. So I thought that was really cool, you know, because you, you obviously you're going to pursue, you know, going after the treasure. Because it, it actually matched up. Right. And then after all that happens, that's when they went on ahead, tied, ran up. And right. like you said, like like you and Alex said, this is the most funniest scene though, because he's over there pedaling really fast. Right. And he, right. and then of course in his mind, he thinks he's already has a date with Andy. Right. And you know, and he has that crush. I was like, you know, that's not gonna happen, right? So he goes mm-hmm. over there and he's riding the bicycle. Trying right. to catch up with the, his brother and his friends, and I like the lovingness between the brother and him because you see yes. for a minute where Mike stops just to look, and he's like, "Did I do something wrong, or did right. I not?" Well, I gotta go. Uh, so then he winds up, and then uh, then uh, of course Brand is over there, and you know we catch up with Todd, right? right. That's actually the uh, the guy who's driving the car with Andy and Andy's friend. And that's when Todd winds up telling him, oh, so let me try and get there, get you there a little bit faster. He right. winds up making Bran hold his hand all the way on the convertible <laughs> and to make him go faster and breaking off the training wheels. And then Bran winds up going into the woods. And I just <laughs> want to like go back for a second. Before we get there, we do see, like you said, the relationship between Bran and, and Mikey, you know. Um, when the 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 businessmen come over to the house to give the papers to the dad, um, and uh, Bran is like, you know, he, he the guy's like, where's your dad? You know, he needs to sign these papers, whatever. I'll give the papers to my dad. He's a smartass, and Mikey is really scared, you know, at that point because it's 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 becoming real. Like they they've they, they've come over, the businessmen have come over. Um, this is gonna happen, and he's outside, and he's feeling just really kind of sad. And I love how Bran comes out and, you know, goes up to Mikey, you know, gives him a hug, you know, to kind of let him know it's going to be okay. And 
as he, you know, has him in a headlock, he drags him inside <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mikey's not walking, he's just dragging him. But I, I love that part because you, you do understand, okay, this is going to happen. They are going to sell this place, but you get to see the relationship between Bran and his little brother, Mikey. They do yeah. care for each other. So I just wanted to mention that. So, yeah. 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 And so, yes. Yeah. But what did you guys think about the bike with uh, Odd and them and stuff like that? I oh, thought, I that, thought was that was funny. hilarious. That was funny. I thought that was uh, hilarious. This movie is just so enjoyable. I was just like, I'm just smiling the whole time. I was like, gosh right. dang it. And like every scene, I was just like, this is great. I can't, I can't get enough of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, you just, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm glued to the TV and I've seen this like a, a month or so ago. I've seen the same movie and I'm glued just really into it and wanting to see what happens next again. And remembering, you know, your favorite part, but I love how they introduced the Fratellis, you know, Mama, Mama Fratelli and her two boys. Again, you saw them, the two guys in the beginning of the film with the, the, the gel escape or whatever. But then the boys just kind of come upon something that they weren't expecting to come upon. And that's when they hit that that restaurant. And, um, you know, as you said, you know, um, Chunk is covering up what, whatever it is. I don't know if that's the part where he's in that garage and seeing the bullet holes in the car. Um, and um, yeah, because we know that from where the map is is uh, showing us, it's it's some it has to be at that restaurant. Yeah. Yep. That is a summer spot, not a not a place where people are at during the fall time. So it's kind of odd that they see two or three people going into that restaurant. Exactly. And I yeah. like how they're using the bloom to basically track down where everything is. And it happens to be they looked at the rocks and then they right. go over to see the where the restaurant is like, well, that's kind of odd. There's there's cars there. It's, it's right. supposed to be a summer resort. This is not the summertime. What's up with that? Right. I'm like, oh, let's go in anyways. And then Chuck's the only <laughs> reasonable one over there is like, guys, I think this is a bad idea. I right. don't think we should do this. And so... They go into the diner, and then Chunk's left behind a little bit. He goes over to where the uh, Jeep Cherokee is. Just bullet yeah. holes. Cherokee. Jeep. Cherokee. Bullet holes. <gasps> yeah, <right. laughs> And then he's hyperventilating. Guys, 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 we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Now, now. Just, would you shut up? No, we gotta go. And the next thing though, you see Mama Fratelli, she's, um, and then of course her son, Jake, and he's over there talking in Italian. And of course he winds up in the way that he actually does it. He says it in Italian, but you don't understand what he's saying. But we actually go in through some trivia and stuff like that. Basically, Jake winds up saying, what, Mom, what the fuck are you doing? Because she goes, um, because these kids, they don't belong here. You need to get them rid of them. They're customers. <laughs> and so, so anyway, she winds up sending them down. And, I, and she looks so frightening. And she would scare the hell out of me. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. The mom yeah. scared me. Mom she was, she was a, what, throw mama from the train? I remember yeah. seeing that movie. And she was, she played basically the same part. And she's always been, her name is Anne, Ram, Anne Ramsey. Um, anyway, she's always been scary like that. You know, just frightening. And so when she shows up behind the boys and she's standing there with them and Chunk is, you know, basically pissing himself, you know, 
Um, she she's she's frightening. You know, her voice, she's just a frightening figure. So I, I love that they cast her in this film as Mama Fratelli. Mm-hmm. She's perfect for this role. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So they go there, she brings them out the water. Um, I I I really thought they were gonna drink that, whatever it was. I'm like that iced tea that they have them. You know? That doesn't look like iced tea, Rossi. I'm from that the South. That, don't, that looks like polluted water. Just giving them. And oh then Mikey's like, I gotta use the bathroom. Oh, right. oh. To the right. Bathroom's on the right. Okay. And, and then I like how Mouth is always, hey, Mikey, you gotta use the bathroom? And he's right. taking the water. Yeah, right, right. And pouring right. it into the glass. Right. And then, well, that's happening. He goes down to the basement. He winds up going past uh, the bathroom because he hears a little bit of a clatter and it happens to be sloth, but we don't know that sloth yet, but he hears Jake actually doing, singing in Italian, which is the most horrifying thing if you're a kid watching this for the first time. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing, where somebody's living in the basement. Right. And, And I like how you know, all of a sudden you see Jake, he winds up leaving, go back upstairs, and then you have Mike who is actually ducked down to where nobody could see him. Right. And he's trying to give Sloth something to he's eat because really, yeah. I'm hungry. Right. And then that's, of course, where he's basically panics and then he runs out. Right. And 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 just a side note, like Sloth is actually played by John Matuzak, who was like a, a football player. He played for the Bell, the Bears. He was that's like right. 1970. He was like first overall pick in 1973. So um, he's a big guy, but that's who plays uh, Sloth. And I thought he did a great job. And and I thought even a makeup at that time, you know, um, for Sloth's face was really cool. Um, it was scary as hell when you first yeah. see him. And, he, you know, just to see behind him, but then to see the eye lower and all that. And he's a, he's a, he ends up being just a, a well, he did. He has, he had his eyes were not right, you know, and it was kind of scary. <laughs> and his mouth and his... <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, sloth, I love you. Right, I'll he was him. just a lovable character. Yeah, he was a big bear. So that's when we got introdu- introduced to sloth. Another thing, too, I like, though, too, whenever I we didn't mention Mouth doing this, because I want to think of Alfredo. Because basically what he's doing is he's just basically reciprocating what he heard yes. the other guy. Go, so I'm just going to blend in just like he does yes. and just talk the way he does. Right. Yeah. So I like how he does that. And he goes, we only serve tongue. Do you like tongue? Like, right. <laughs> she so ends up taking out a switchblade. Oh, my gosh. Right. And so what they end up leaving, I think they, 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 yeah, what what happened? Didn't they? Yeah, they end up staying there because they went further into the restaurant a little bit later. And yeah, they wound up leaving. Where, yeah, okay. Because they the brother came leaving. And, and showed up with with uh with uh, Andy and and uh, her friend. Yeah, because if you remember though, Mikey runs up the stairs whenever he sees Sloth. Right. Then we wind up having that conversation with between Bran and him. He goes, "Come on, we're going home. No, we're yes, not. We're right, gonna go in here." Right. That's right. No, I'm telling you, we're going home. Right. And she didn't tell them to get out. That's right. And they leave, but they're not far from the restaurant. They watch them drive off and they go back into 
the the restaurant because obviously they know that they're they have an idea that something's there because that's where their little you know trinket or their little you know uh, compass told them you know where their next stop would be to look for this supposed treasure and i love how underneath the restaurant is just it's a whole world a whole world down there and i thought that was cool that set was awesome basically the set was freaking awesome and had to be so much fun to shoot there it was like seeing this fireplace being a secret passage yes. because of chunk being clumsy again right right <laughs> but the water jug right and, and falling just, in, ooh, yeah water. and like <laughs> the fratellis they didn't know about the passageway right no they didn't no they, they didn't had have no any clue, clue. Like, no we're just hiding up from the cops yeah that yeah exactly but they didn't even know there was a, a anything there you know and and when when you see chunk you know go into that freezer because he remember he smelled ice cream yeah he smelled yeah. ice cream and again he he gets them into some other shit because he opens up the the freezer and there's a dead body in there and um yeah and and then they lock him <laughs> they lock him in there with the dead body that's right <laughs> And the funny thing is, that's actually a real person that they yes, walk yes. in there with. It's a stunt Absolutely. person. Yes. And I like how he's just a dead weight. <laughs> so they yes. put him back into the freezer and then jumps in there. <laughs> and everybody makes their way into the fireplace. And all of yeah. a sudden, Bran goes, where's Chunk at? Then they realize after 10 minutes of being down there that Chunk's missing. Exactly. He's in the fireplace. <laughs> or, or he's in the freezer. He's in the freezer. Yeah, with he's the in the freezer. And then uh, he has to climb the out the window. Slowly, in... Right. Like you said, Rossi, he's over there. He could smell the ice cream, right? Yes. <laughs> right. And he goes, ooh, they got Rocky Road. They got vanilla. <laughs> they got chocolate. <laughs> and then it was like, it's really shell-shocked. And like, there's a body. And as right. as soon as they wind up, it winds up falling on top of Chunk. Right. <laughs> but yeah, oh. that, that, that scene was funny. But anyways, uh, them going down into that fireplace and and realizing that there there is more down there because remember they'd hit something would fall and then they'd fall further down and then they're you know so they they were going further down into this this world where this this gold or whatever else is supposed to be there for one-eyed willie looking for his treasure and and looking for him as well um but um obviously the girls are there and i love yes, how Steph and andy yes yeah, Steph and andy and they end up in it's actually a wishing well I, I had a question about that. The wishing well scene, like there's a whole bunch of plumbing and stuff underneath it, right? Right. So right. someone else, those plumbers found the secret passageway to one eye Willie's treasure. And were they just like, nah, I don't really yeah, We're not worried about that today. We got very plumbing true. to do. That's Did they activate true. any of the booby traps while they were down there? Or they're just like, you know. You know what? Well, it must have been the Mario Brothers. They must have yeah, went yeah. down there to do some plumbing. <laughs> Mario Brothers. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, Luigi, are we going to go down there to look at the uh, treasure? That's no, very No, forget no, no. So true. No, Mama Patelli, she's going to be tipping us later on. It'll be all right. We're going to go ahead and plumb the, do these pipes. But yeah, so another thing that's actually funny is like, well, there's pipes down here, so maybe somebody will actually hear us. They right. wind up taking the uh, pipes and everything, and then you see this whole entire set piece, which is hilarious, by the way, where you wind up seeing the t uh, the tennis court, uh, 
how the water uh, fountain is just slowly going down and then going back up and then knocks out the uh, knocks out the guy. Then you see other people take, trying to take a shower. The handles go in. It sprays everywhere. Then right. you must see um, Andy's boyfriend, Todd. He's using the bathroom. And uh, then all of a sudden you see the uh, toilet explode. Right, oh. right. He flies up in the freaking air. Oh, I would quit life. I would quit life if, like, a toilet that I was using just blew up and I went flying. That, yeah. Oh, oh, that scene was hilarious. But, like, anytime a toilet explodes, that's always, like, the worst thing for me to imagine. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of, even though that dude's a jerk and he deserves it, I also kind of felt exactly. for it. Also, too, another thing that I want to mention is the fact that, you know, there's this one part where, you know, you wind up seeing this one part, Alex. Remember where Trunk is supposed to be looking for the cops? Yeah. So I like how he goes, oh, I love nature. I love nature. And just, I hate the spiders, though. And that is so me because I hate spiders. But if he were going to have gotten up there sooner, he wouldn't have run into the brother. The yeah. Brother. That that part always scared me as a kid when the dude just like the light turns on and then as the day he just starts singing and all of a sudden the other brother just grabs him. I was like that was like being kidnapped was like my biggest fear as a kid. So that 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 scene always absolutely terrified me. Or whatever you're saying. Especially the guy <laughs> singing an opera. You know? Right, right. And and Mama Mia, come on, you know, that would actually scare the hell out of me, to be honest with you. And then also, too, it being dark, you know? Right. Yeah. So that would actually scare me, though, too. And like I said, that would act, that would scare me. And then you also have the uh, other brother trying to put him into the back of the truck to take him back over to the Fratelli's hideout. And I like how also, too, Chung goes, and I can identify all of them. And everything um hey mister i'm over here uh, all my friends are in the in the vertelis has them and I, guess what i can actually identify every single one of them and then all of a sudden you said like uh uh uh, uh i don't know anything and then of course you see the hear the opera music coming on snatched <laughs> him <laughs> Snatched my boy, and then they're about to put his hand in a blender. That that oh, oh, and they're like, "Look at this tomato!" <laughs> oh no, don't do that to my hand, please. He just just spews all his life secrets. <laughs> Is that, it, right? Because yeah, there was this one time and <laughs> where I blamed it on the dog, but it was really me. <laughs> I forgot what I forgot exactly what he says. And two, and one brother is just sleeping. <laughs> He's telling him. In third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. <laughs> that was something. So, yeah. Uh, gotta love him. Gotta love him. That kid was great. Uh, and then you finally meet, officially meet Sloth. And I, Sloth, I, I remember as a kid knowing a lot of kids that were afraid of Sloth, but I wasn't, 
I always liked Slot. I, I I was never afraid of him. He always seemed kind. Just like yeah, he's in a grumpy mood. He's tied to a damn chair, <laughs> and only or, or like fed only like candy and you know just other slops. I love the part where um he's uh eating his eating that ice cream and they snatch the ice cream from him, and then he still has the spoon. <laughs> And they grab the spoon from him and he starts crying. <laughs> I love I that love part. That. <laughs> After he tells them about his whole freaking life, I love that part. So that was that was really, really funny. He was a funny freaking kid. He really was. He played that part so well and being scared all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was funny. So taking that spoon and him trying to hold on to that spoon. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, just when he just started crying when they took he the just that, that crying when he just started crying I was dying. Uh, why, are you, why are you crying why are you crying <laughs> I was like he really wants that ice cream and my thing also is how long has that ice cream been in that freezer right I'm like yes. I mean if it's in the freezer I, uh, it doesn't really go bad but it but does you would get think like, it'd be chippy. like yeah yeah, and they were eating it like it was creamy. Yeah. Just something I was just, you know, wondering about. For that alone, this movie gets an F rating from me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm absolutely done with cream. it. How dare they have old ice cream in Unbelievable. the Unbelievable. I know. Out of all things I can focus on, freaking ice cream. That's just worse. Totally <laughs> disconnected me from the world to pulled me out of the fantasy of the movie. Zero <laughs> The ice cream. I really was concerned about the ice cream. Don't um, even tell but, us what kind of ice cream it was. Goodness. Yeah, when he looks at all the flavors, the other notes I did, but okay, we already got through all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, while starting to walk through, Steph just, okay, there we go. While starting to the walk through the pathway, Steph trips and drops her glasses, which accidentally right. gets stepped on by Mike. Right. Being the oldest of the goodies, Brand takes the lead and takes data if he has a, has a light. And he proceeds to activate his bully blinders, which lose their battery power after about 10 seconds. Much to Data's dismay, luckily Mikey's notices a distant light and suggests heading that direction. Oh my gosh, that light. That's right. He turns that spotlight on or those those car lights on and and it's it's blinding the hell out of them. But all the stuff that <laughs> oh. he has, yeah. And and the was that the part where they thought they found candles? And I'm like, is it just me or is that dynamite? Yeah, this okay, is where they actually right. find. Okay, it's candles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. From kids' perspectives, they would actually think, okay, this is these are candles, gigantic candles that I haven't seen before. So that's mm-hmm. actually understandable from the kids' right. perspective. So uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But they do lock, um, they do tie um a chunk up in that same room with uh sloth and and uh and that's obviously how how chunk gets to know sloth and, and we find out he's actually just been poorly mistreated by his mom and his brothers and tied up there and locked down there for uh, uh however long i don't know how long that he's been there because i don't know if he came with them or you know anything about that but he, he they do tie tie chunk up in that room as the rest of them continue on their adventure and we're past obviously the part where they they were in the um the wishing well um, I, I um, do like the point that we're, yeah, we're past that, right? No, we're actually before okay, we're that. Actually, are we before that? Okay. 
Yeah, well, they because, stumble into the wishing well. Yeah, this is actually before the wishing well. Okay. The pipes and all that stuff. That was actually before yep. the wishing well. Okay. Yeah. Well, so they stumble, in the, stumble into the wishing well, seeing all that clear, clean water and quarters and nickels and dimes. And then they realize, oh my gosh, this is, this is, we're in the wishing well. This is it. And, uh, you know, you have poor Mal, who's just uh, going to take all everyone's wishes away and, and, and put them in his pocket. And you have uh, Steph, is it, that kind of does a speech and lets them know, you know, you can't steal people wishes. You can't just do that. And Mal is like, I don't care. They don't care about me. I don't care about them. I'm taking their I'm wishes. I'm sorry, Steph. Are you, know? you broke? <laughs> and you know what about, though todd is the biggest douche though about to be foreclosed steph do you think i give a dab about something <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so I forget just, your feelings right. i'm about to be homeless my guy right? we'll take these quarters right right yeah <laughs> i i love that part in the speech but i love how he's like uh uh I'm taking they wishes and I'm taking mine too. <laughs> so, yeah. So I thought that was really funny. But the fact that they're in a wishing well and uh, stupid Todd is up there. And and I thought that was funny too, how he's up there with his boys and laughing about things that he didn't do with Andy, but wants to do with Andy and then hears Andy's voice. But he tosses that that quarterback and I love how the quarter comes right back to him. And they yeah, were like, a half dollar. Yeah, a half dollar. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So basically, and, uh, he just threw a dollar forty nine down there just to get it back. Yes, yes, no <laughs> wish for him. Um, so I just i I thought that was funny, and and uh, Andy, you know, uh, losing her mind because uh, she's all upset. You know, I should have just let him, you know, have the mirror down so he can look down my shirt. I should have just let him do that. Now I'm in some cave somewhere. I don't know if I'm gonna break, get out of here, and so she's regretting her choice of a. Uh, being upset at what uh, her, her guy friend was doing um, and kind of just losing it a little bit and wanting to for Todd to rescue her and her go up and, and get out of that well because, I mean, they don't know how they're going to get out of there. And and they're basically telling them, uh, you know, we got to do this. Mikey's like, no, we, we, we came too far, you know, because, they, you know, they, they got further than the one guy who actually got stuck down there. Yeah. So, yeah, so they they came pretty far, and I love his his speech to them about you know this is this is our time down here you know and uh, we need to help our parents out and continue on our journey. Yeah, I definitely liked it. I definitely liked how you know basically Mikey's trying to explain to him, look, we made it this far. We cannot right. turn back now that we made it this far. Right. You know, so now we have to go all in. Right. So. Then, you know, Todd is actually, basically, whenever they wind up, Andy winds up sending her uh, fair lady uh, sweater back up there and everything. And of right. course, that's where they realize, oh, okay. So, basically, you know, she's a goonie now. Right. Which is what everybody actually don't like. <laughs> you know? Yep. Goonie! Goonies! <laughs> goonies! You're a goonie! <laughs> yeah so so she's she's an official goonie and um right. and they continue on i mean they continue on and eventually frick they think they they get down to a, another level that's that's further below than where they were originally at and in, in the wishing well 
and um, they come upon, you know, the 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 Fratellis end up catching up with them at some point, um, and finding that they were down there. And because obviously, you know, Chunk had to let them know, you know, this is where, where, what we're here for and there's a treasure. And uh, the guys end up seeing that on his neck and taking that and end up catching up with the kids. And that's where our friend Data comes in and everything he's invented comes in and it's it's in a clutch because they're they're trying to cross that little bridge area and he uses his oil shoes where he has oil and he he hits a button the oil comes out and you know they get across and one guy slips and he falls on his balls the other guy does that and um so i thought that was a uh, really funny and it gets them to the next area and then he has this like little uh other thing that shoots up cuz remember he almost lost his life right in like tunnels. little um <laughs> Basically, I want to call it like a Joker kind of teeth thing that he has, yes. and he hangs from it. But yes. Let me just say this: a grapple. Oh, I will. He's a douche. Because think of it like this: he's got all these people working for him. So I can just imagine, like, a, he's dark knighting it. Basically, I can just imagine <laughs> his henchmen taking out each other as they're setting up these traps. Right. That way, nobody else will do anything. Right. Okay. Well, what did one I tell you to do? Well, he told me to set up these spikes here. Okay, well, what did he tell you to do? Oh, he told me to take this wreck uh, this rock over here and make sure whenever somebody sticks their hand in there with the diploma, it actually catches it. And then guess what? The bowling ball binds right. up uh, dropping on their head. Well, really? Well, he told me to take you out as soon as you got done with that. So okay. I just can imagine. He told me something that. similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was cool. I thought that set was yeah, cool. Yeah, me too. I, you know, all the the... The, the little tricks and stuff that comes down and the boulders dropping down. And I, I thought that was really cool. It was kind of like a little mini Indiana Jones things that they were, you know, going through, you know. So, um, and the traps and all that. So, but um, when they eventually, you know, you know, get to the, the, that one room where they were in where Andy, her skills of being a pianist comes in a little handy, although they almost lose their life. But I thought that was really cool. The skeleton and playing the parts and the the, the freaking land is just dropping around them. And it's like, you got one more go, Andy. We cannot, like, we're going to be flat. And she finally gets that open. And that was really cool because by the time the Fratellis get there, they're gone. It's like they almost got them and then they're gone. And that's where that little slapstick comedy comes in. Um, in the film because of the the two brothers and just the stupid shit that they would do, you know, <laughs> that I'll almost get them He's shooting a gun and just can't quite shoot straight, you know, I'll, almost hitting a kid, but hitting a rock. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. The, the, the movie was. was a lot of fun. The adventure was a, a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of the adventures of the hidden temple thing from Nickelodeon back in those days. Oh, I remember I that remember show. That. That's right. That's what it reminds me yes, of. That exactly. Yeah. That's a good that's a good one, John. Yeah. But you know what though? In my notes, I actually have Andy is the worst piano player ever. But I mean, you know, she she wasn't good, but I mean she she's the only one that can read those notes. Right, that's true. I know. But <laughs> that's me. if there was a prop that I wanted, it would be that prop. I would actually want that prop. prop. That was a really cool prop. Absolutely. Andy, so, don't freaking kill us, please. Yeah, right. Even Mikey said the same thing. He goes, it's okay. Goonies make mistakes. But if you do this one more time, we're all dead. We're going to yeah. be flat. 
and at that point, it. that's when they slide down the whole waterfall oh, that's thing right. and landing that's right. into um, where the pirate ship is. Right. I thought that was really cool when they finally get there. And, you know, you have Mikey, you know, crawling up to, to look inside the in, in that room um, where all the skeletons were and where one-eyed Jack Willie was. And he's like, just give me a second. And he goes up there. And he's just misty-eyed because he he did it. It was true. And to see all the gold and just the jewels and all that, like, wow. And when he finally spotted One Night Willie and he's talking to him in his head or or to him about, you know, the journey and, and finding him um, and, and having this moment and the whole cast is just standing there, the rest of the kids standing there and, and looking at him. And his thing is, how long have you been watching me? You know, we've been here for a minute, Mikey, you know, but I thought that was cool. And then they're like loading up their, you know, their pockets with the gold and and him making sure that you didn't take one at Willie's, you know, gold, which which we find out is really good because that, too, was a trap as a trap. well, you know. So um, but I, I loved it. They did it. They made it there. I just hate it that they left and didn't have anything with them. I was like, really? Technically. They did, in a sense, and I'll get to that in a minute. Well, yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Point, we don't know. Well, I'm assuming that they probably got the Coast Guard in to reel it in, and then for the kids get the credit for discovering it because well, of the yeah. fact yeah. that's when the father winds up tearing up the papers and realizing that now that because he's also a museum worker <laughs> inside that town, so how convenient. Right. Yes. <laughs> but yes. yeah. So therefore, he's able to maneuver that around to where he, the kids, can get credit for it. Right. For discovering it. So that's me giving it a subplot for something that we didn't see. Right. But I mean, <laughs> but but the the fact of knowing at that time in the film that when they were leaving to escape because the 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 Fratellis had caught up to them, right. and you know you have Sloth that comes to the rescue at that point. They didn't have anything. They didn't remember they had the the Vitalis. The Vitalis took everything. So until that that moment where Rosita is is seeing the marble bag and opening it up and realizing, oh my gosh, there's jewels in here. At that point, as far as we knew, there was nothing. They 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 were actually going to be leaving there with nothing until you know you then see the the bag that she discovers and eventually the ship that is out there selling. And like you said, John, yeah, that would be exactly what would happen. They would go out there, get the ship, the father's the museum curator, and the kids would get uh the kids own this sort of. Right. And I also like this thing though too, where you have the where basically Chunk and Sloth both come to their rescue. Yes. And then yes. I like how basically Chunk is now not Chunk, but basically you have Sloth who's actually standing up for himself. Yeah. And him being locked in the basement. And then you have Francis and you have Jay <laughs> who's like apologizing to him. He goes, he goes, I'm sorry for locking you down in the basement. I am so sorry for that. But mama made us do it. And then right. it's like, and but and we all we, and I'm sorry too, because Francis also blew his money on a toupee. Because you right. should, I don't wear a toupee. <laughs> and, and then you see right. the toupee falling off. Right. And but then you see the, uh, the mama also making them block the plank and stuff like that. And then you see Sloth with a Superman shirt. He goes, well, you're not, you're in trouble now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he's, he's Superman. And I love how mama's trying to, you know, 
sang songs to him and 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 she sang the baby. wrong song because rockabye baby or rock of the rock the baby whatever brought some old memories back to him and he snapped i mean he couldn't do it. i feel <laughs> so bad I feel so bad because that part always makes me laugh. The baby will drop. I only dropped you once. Whoa. Right, right. Maybe twice. <laughs> it's all yeah, that was a hell of a drop, though. I mean, that was a hell of a drop. I mean, where does she drop him from? I know. Like, I'm That's what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. She had to spike him like a football. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does have a own head. Yeah, I'm sitting there like dropping him, like where from where? Because you got one eye hanging down here, you got this one up here. The boy's teeth, you know. Sorry, we didn't take you to the dentist. His teeth were past dentist. It was it was past right. that. So I just I I thought that was just yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. She then, dropped him a few times. She said. And another thing you have is, okay, we got to the beach. We wind up talking about that already. Yeah. But I like how each family member represents who that character is. Like, you have yeah. um, you have Dada's family, who is actually into the whole entire engineering aspect yes. of it with the gadgets. You yeah. have Chunk, who's like, well, my kid is hungry, so I'm going to give him pizza. Oh, a pizza. A whole Domino's pizza. pizza. I mean, I thought that was something else. You gotta make that family show up with food. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just a, a whole pizza for him. You know, right. and um, I, I laughed at that. I'm like, really? And the little sister's a little chubby, and you knew his family, even if they didn't have the the pizza. You knew who no, his family, family was going to be. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I have to say though, the way that they treated him with that that truffle shuffle in today's world, that's bullying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like look back, but I was like, this, that's pretty messed up to have him do that. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, it's like, he doesn't know that the other kids, they, they thought that he had, they had to be initiated in the same way, probably. It's like, well, okay, well, if this is how they did it, then I guess I have to do the same thing, too. Yeah. So. we uh, It'd be nice to think that, John. Nice uh, uh, that. He knew what yeah. was up. <laughs> well, I have something funny to add to that, though. In D&D, yeah. &D, I actually rolled um a natural nine so they said well how do you get into the entrance i said i do the puppet shuffle <laughs> and so we go, they're like well can you break that i said yes i can so i start doing it oh my gosh that's funny so like, all right, i used that to get our way into whatever request that we had to do for D, &D. but oh, um but okay so if this was like an early 2000s film yes and this is me giving a spinoff of like, of chunk and sloth. Okay. I would say that they have their own cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you know how in the early 2000s we actually had the words and these this character went to this place and stuff like that and it became a yes, doctor. Yeah, so yeah. I could yeah. See, sloth and chunk have been on true TV with right. their own cooking show. Right. Featuring Gordon Ramsay. Right. <laughs> right. Because that's right, because uh, Chunk ends up li living with, with or, or or Sloth ends up living with Chunk. You know, that's how right. that ends. So, yeah, I, I could see that. that, that, that and I can see them being roommates weird. later on. Yeah. That part was also strange to me. It was just like, oh, like if I was Chunk's parents, it was like, hey, Sloth, you're going to stay stay with us now. I'll be like, oh, is that right? Right, right, <laughs> right. Like, okay, not a problem. Yeah, Chunk, I don't know this man. I don't know what he's capable of. 
this very large <laughs> muscular man <laughs> who obviously has some needs that has um yeah they're not prepared <laughs> <to> Mom. <fight laughs> him. like we can we can try to get him some help but like oh, right. <laughs> we can get him some better help you know right. uh, help. better help <laughs> I mean, shoot. Nice, nice. Nice. You just go and invite people into the house now. Look, Mom, whatever you do, do not sing Rockin' My Baby and we're okay. (laughs) I'd have to be, I'd be hella scared if I'm like, be careful not to like drop anything in the house. Like, oh, dang, I I dropped my cup. (gasps) What? No. It's all. It's all. Could you also imagine if if Sloth was actually the babysitter? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He was a bad boy. That's hilarious. Time to go fly. What? Really? Really? (laughs) You better hold Chunk down, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? You mess up one time. That's oh, gosh. We're wrong. You don't play. We're so no, wrong. No, you don't. Uh, so overall, oh, we love the film, guys. I mean. This is, this is hands down one of my favorite movies I'd like to absolutely. revisit. And everything. And like I said, it has the rewatchability. And yes. you can always pick up on something new. Right. And that's something I appreciate with this. Each time when you turn it on, you can. Even the part where Data, remember whenever the mother's like, well, what's. What's, what's that? He goes, oh shit, what's that? Right. Uh, talking about Chunk and them looking at it, and he goes, that mess over there. And you could see the look of shock and despair, like in desperation of what happened. That right. face is like overacting. Right. right. In that instant of being like he forgot that he was on set. That's <laughs> funny. I gotta be but, honest with y'all. Yeah. This movie was freaking garbage because okay. the ice cream should have been expired. <laughs> Why was that ice cream still delicious? That ice cream was creamy. Totally like took it was me new. Out I'm sorry, guys. I, I got stuck on that it. on that ice cream. Shouldn't have been creamy. It should have been like real and ice chippy. Yes. To be clear, Alex, that was actually no uh, that was cookie dough and chunky chocolate chip. <laughs> even worse. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it makes me upset even more now. Two out of ten stars. Two out of ten yes. ice creams. Ice, ten there you go. Cream. There you go. There you go. No, no. I, I, I love this film. I always have a great time watching it, and definitely this is a movie I would show my kids. Yes. You know, this is like you'll like this movie. Your kids and you like adventures. Right. And so, sure. it's timeless. It can. It can. Any generation can enjoy this film. Um, I mean, from 85 to now, I mean, you could put it on and, and like Alex said, kids would love this film Absolutely. and kids like adventure. So there we have it. All right. Well, with that being said, guys, that's going to be it. I hope that you guys enjoyed our audio only episode. This episode was specifically for you guys because you guys voted for this last month. We weren't able to do it, but life happens. Like I said, in my TikTok, you know, but it's good to have all three of us here. Yes. Just talking about this movie and just feeling good about something that we love from the 80s. Right. Much love to you, Alex. Much love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love, love y'all too. Love y'all too. But, uh, Rossi, do you have anything going on as far as stuff that you have going on for your channel or anything like that right now? Or 
Yes, on uh, Wednesday, we are going to do our summer of games, and we're going to talk about upcoming games that came out this summer and games that we're looking forward to playing um, this upcoming fall and winter season. So really, really excited. Yes. What about for you, Alex? What do you got going on as far as A-Town reviews go? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm trying to get new crop tops. So if anyone wants to <laughs> donate fashionable crop tops for me to wear on the channel, please do so. I'm also uh, also we'll be posting more uh, character explain videos for upcoming superhero movies, um, and I'm doing a lot of focus on the My Adventures with Superman series. So if you're curious about watching that, come give those reviews a look. Awesome. And guys, we're still doing the Holly Shorts Film Festival. Matter of fact, the film festival starts off next week. It's just that the directors reached out to me ahead of time. So that's going to be all the going on to August 19th. Alex will be joining me on Thursday, right? Or Wednesday for that. Wednesday. Wednesday Ooh. for Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Ooh. Which I'm neither one. Ooh. <laughs> no, God, you take that back right now. You stop I'm that short, business. white, and pasty. <laughs> <laughs> You're pasty like a pastry. There we go. Thank you. There I you. appreciate that, Alex. There because you, you know what? Someone told me I was one of the whitest white people that they ever seen. No, so. they haven't traveled then. <laughs> they haven't they haven't been to Scandinavia. That's the, true. The yes. original white. Oh, oh god. Yeah, really. Oh jeez. Really. Ancient, ancient, <laughs> ancient Izzo. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Um. But yeah. Anyways, guys, it's a pleasure to have you guys here once again. Like I said, guys, go ahead and check us out on our YouTube channel. We have shorts uh over there that we're doing. We're doing uh some trailer reactions and stuff like that. So go ahead and smash that like button, smash the subscribe button, give us a five star review wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Tell us how we're doing or how we're not doing or how we suck. It doesn't matter. Just give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate please, that. Please. It's but free. Exactly. Sorry. It's free. Go on ahead. Um, and uh, one more thing I want to mention. We also have merch. So we have a merch store. Go on ahead. Take a look and see what we have. I will be doing some new merch stuff coming soon. Maybe some crop tops for Alex so that way he yes. doesn't have to ask strangers uh, for crop tops. <laughs> Matter of fact, there might be a new GoFundMe. Uh, strangers for crop tops. Yes. There you go. So, I like that. Strangers for crop tops. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, always until next time. It's been Bye, real. Guys. It's been fun. Catch you guys on the next one.